0: team! Assemble! It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob.
1: it is, the unofficial 40 right here on SoonersCoop.com podcast, and we welcome you back in as the Sooners get ready to hit the road for the first time, Uh, as we get ready to hit the road for the first time, headed up to Ames, Iowa. I have the uh, credentials right here. Uh, I cannot get the uh, orchestra to stop playing, and now they have. Uh, So uh, yeah, we're headed, maybe headed on our way. I'm a little worried about the hurricane, boys. Why? Travel.
2: We don't have to go anywhere near the East Coast. Yeah, but
1: flights, once they get... You know, backed up in one part of the country, they don't get back It affects up in other the ways. other part of the country. No way.
2: I refuse to believe that if if we have any trouble, will we be if we have abandoning any trouble with-
1: ship and driving at some point, that's my yeah. concern.
2: If we have any <laughs> trouble with airlines this weekend, I will have a meltdown. yeah you've you've come close before.
3: I would I, say
1: I, in Atlanta over the summer, I was a little worried you were going to get thrown into jail.
2: I almost said the B word. Almost said the B word. You were Should very close. I bring close. a bomb into this place. I. It. It. You can't say. Bomb I thought a, you're gonna say bitch. No, you can't say bomb on the aer- yeah. on an airplane. Meet the fuckers. Uh, bomb, 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 bomb. It's it's incredible to me the people that work at an airport. I think they're the dumbest human beings to ever walk the face of the earth. I don't know that they're dumb. Sometimes, like that dude in Atlanta was on a power trip. Yeah, he, was, he, he like, made he us thinks, take he every he little most,
1: piece of anything like, out of our bags. Bro, I, I flew here. Yeah. They didn't make me do this. I've never had someone tell me I had to take every piece of camera equipment out of my bag. Some and people. Eddie has a lot of camera equipment, so he was very close to melting down. Some people these days. And all I could think of is oh, God, if Eddie gets arrested, do I have to stay here or can I go home? I think I would have just let you be on your own. I'm just, I'm just saying, that's the deal right now.
2: I would have called my lawyer.
1: The deal right now is, Eddie, if you get arrested by TSA, I get to go. I get to leave. I don't have to stay. I wouldn't want you to stay. I, well, trust me. That's the last thing I want to I'd do. i need a
2: lawyer. I would need a lawyer.
1: I don't know if you can lawyer up with TSA. I think you just... Homeland Security shows up. They put you in a room. And then you either go to jail or you don't.
2: TSA does nothing for this country. <laughs>
1: You're just... It's because it's the day after 9-11. You're just being difficult.
2: Well, we still don't have answers on Building 7, but that's just neither here nor there. I don't know if you... I Look know. forward to our trip to, to Ames, Iowa this weekend.
3: So we're going through
2: St. Saint, uh, Saint Saint Louis, Louis, right? Yeah. yeah. Shittiest town in America.
1: I think St. Louis is very underrated. Ronnie Perkins is going to kick your ass now.
2: He's probably a Cardinals fan.
1: <laughs> so that's what it is. Oh, God. There's, they're showing uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma highlights right now on your television. You know, guys, I looked this up. Uh, by the way, I want to remind everybody out there, there is a new postgame podcast. We will be post game podcasting from Ames, Iowa, or Des Moines, one or the other. So we want you guys to go sign up. Uh, look on iTunes. Just look up Oklahoma Sooners Post Game, and you'll find it there. It's the Oklahoma Sooners Post Game. Look for SoonersScoop.com. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, In, Oklahoma Sooners Post Game. But if you go and subscribe to that, then you'll get it faster. And that's good because like, if you're wanting something Saturday night, it's gonna post late. Like I think we posted about eleven thirty or so, eleven this Saturday night because we didn't start till eight. So go subscribe. It's very important you subscribe if you want to get it as quickly as possible. So that's my t- and thanks to Esquire's Lexus for making that available.
2: Number one podcast in the country.
1: It has been. Uh, although Nobody that's kind of BS. I mean, I don't want to rain on the parade. But iTunes kind of does that for new podcasts. I don't believe. Like you. I've seen it when noobs who have podcasts start bragging about, "Oh, I'm in the top fifty in podcasts."
2: We have the number iTunes podcast kind of does that
1: for you and your new podcast. We did well, not in the cut. Co- we had the number ten in the country. It
2: was the number one in the country. I think we heart.
1: had the hundred and fifty third overall in the cut co- when you when you took all podcasts together. Uh, top two hundred, which is not bad to say you're the number one hundred and fifty three all-time podcast better than being a character on youtube uh anyway
3: (laughs) yes
1: so go subscribe to that pod Uh, thanks to eskridge lexus in oklahoma city thanks to ed eskridge and all those guys uh for supporting us feeling pretty good today who's feeling pretty good i am i I think this is
2: gonna be a good podcast (laughs) i can (laughs) tell you're kind of juiced up just had four shots of espresso at starbucks I took said, a sir, nap, do you so... need do you need anything with that? I said no. I'm just going straight to the dome, sir. So we're headed to Ames, Iowa. Uh,
1: Josh, once again, we had another week without you on the post game podcast. Did you want to call and just say, hey, you guys need me? Anything like that?
0: I kind of figure I'm like, if they want me to do it, they'll like hit me up because I know you guys are all, you're juggling so much after the game. I'm like, if they have time for me, they'll they'll get around to me. So I try not to like I don't. I, I got the impression that I came off a little diva-ish last week, and that was not my intention. Um, if, if people want me there, if you guys want me there, I'll do it. If not, it's no big deal. Like it, there's plenty of avenues for me to spread my general idiocy.
1: I'm telling you, after last week, I'm a big fan of people getting out of character. Like, Bob was, he was, uh, by the way, we had our moderated press conference. Thanks, Bob. I win. Bunch of snowflakes. we got to sit there and wait to be called on now.
0: It's the first time that's ever happened to me.
3: Raise your hand.
0: Stupid. It's like anything, a few assholes screwed up for everybody.
3: I
1: wasn't one the one of the assholes though. That's no, my problem. No, I it. know
0: that we this is the world we live in. The, this, it like Eddie with his TSA problems. Most people are perfectly fine on a plane. A few assholes ruin it for everybody. <laughs>
1: I think he just called Eddie an asshole.
0: No, Eddie's no. not asshole. No. no. Oh, no, you call the terrorists the assholes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. They ruin every I mean the asshole. talking about the Muslims from... Carrie. <laughs> God.
3: Is it racist?
1: Is this segment racist? We started I out, like we started out early last week. Terrorist like racist. Discuss. <laughs> our terrorists racist. Uh, I would say yes.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's almost definition It's a given Or are they True Or uh, What is it What would Religiously be Religiously intolerant Yeah Yeah I don't know that it's race But just I mean they just hate Christians I mean those particular terrorists yeah. Obviously Are Christian Awful in And America people. So Yeah
2: Next week we'll go over My top five favorite terrorists Of all time
0: <laughs> Cool
4: <laughs> I'll give you a
2: preview this, Number six Joel Alstede We <laughs> Olstein, Joel Olstein is Whatever number five is. on your. No, he's list. number six. Number six. Oh, number he's number six. six. He didn't next make the I'm cut. Doing, make it next week I'm doing top five.
0: Number six with a bullet though. Yeah. Uh, didn't I they? Did didn't, didn't, okay, Joel Josh. Osteen's Mr. Temple.
1: Mr. Houston didn't. Did I see where they like gave him like recognition? for the flooding or something? They,
2: he locked his doors. Yeah. How did he get recognition?
1: Is that true Josh or was that fake news that I didn't bother to look up on Snopes? I
0: have not heard that because I know, I mean like he got roasted while that was happening because yeah. the damn mattress the guy opened up his place. That guy, well that mattress
2: dude is all that was, awesome.
0: he's freaking amazing. he's always also the greatest
2: business plan of all time. Yeah.
0: It's the best he, he's advertising. Really he got awesome. national advertising. Uh,
1: well, not not next to Nike. True. By the way, did you see that a small college in Georgia uh, officially uh, cut ties with Nike today? <laughs> oh,
3: no. But the problem
1: was they have no ties to cut with Nike. Oh, they didn't. They it were was, never. They weren't a Nike They were school. just going to like Walmart to buy <laughs> yeah, Nike stuff. Yeah, they, they had Nike s- stuff in their gift <laughs> shop. And they were like, we're no longer selling Nike. <laughs> Nike came out. And, and like, we're going uh, to actually, donate all proceeds from all seven of our shirts to Wounded Warriors. That's awesome.
0: And half their team quit.
1: I don't even think they play sports. It's a 2,600 <laughs> enrollment college in Cleveland, I, Georgia.
0: I just don't know. How does an athletic department take that stance? We're going to alienate about 80% of our uh, entire athletic department if we can do that. Well, That'd the
1: president crazy. contacted CBS News on their behalf. Oh, God. If you look up Cleveland, Georgia University, I can tell you what the name of it was. So, Yeah. We got that. We got that going on out in the world.
2: Truett McConnell.
1: Yes, it was Truett McConnell University.
2: That's the type of university if you play athletics there. You literally Christian don't school. tell anybody that you play athletics for him. Yeah, you don't. You even probably know. don't even tell people. You probably just tell people that you go to Georgia.
0: Yeah, like UCO guys, they got a chance to walk on at Oklahoma. Those guys, like no one that really, no one that has ever played football that anyone has heard of, at gave those guys any opportunities.
2: Speaking of uh, UCO, how about that kid that? Lost Cut his foot, his foot. off. Is that not the craziest story did he of all time? fall asleep on the train tracks? I didn't read it. I, I think there's a lot of questions being answered, but I I think that he maybe was drunk or something. That was I insane. think he's been
0: watching the program on a loop. The program. Joe Kane. Kane is able.
1: They just laid in the middle of the street, though. You remember they had to take that scene out of the they
0: movie?
3: Did. Kids yeah. were doing they did. They did take it out.
0: Well, isn't there a scene where they're down at the train tracks? Though, I know what you're talking about with laying in the street.
2: I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, that. I don't remember that.
0: Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I need it. I
3: no, I, 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 Josh, you're right. Joe yeah. Joe Kane stands in front of the train, and when they're he got all drunk. freaking out.
0: Yeah, I was like, I thought I remembered that, but we
2: do not recommend doing that on this podcast. Stay
0: no. out of the train tracks, kids. Uh,
1: okay, so. Eddie was very pumped up yesterday because we had defensive availability. And like it's really I could good. literally, we could literally just play Curtis Lofton talking to the media. Bolton. Bolton, like, Curtis dang it. Lo- Curtis Bolton. <laughs> Damn it. I like him that much.
2: All right. He's playing like Curtis Lo- Bo- uh, Lofton. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> this has become the new Siebert Seibert. <laughs> By the way, he was not Ray Guy, punter of the week. Is it? I mean, was the Big 12 just that bad this week? Because I didn't think Kyler Murray really... I, don't, I didn't look at that performance and say, yeah, he'll be the Big 12 player of the week.
3: The numbers when you look at it. Not when you watch the game, but when you look at the numbers. That's 5
2: the uh, most Big 12 thing of all time. Yeah. Let's just give it to the guy with the best, best statistics got from the, the weekend. He got
3: the Walter Camp Award. It wasn't just the conference. The entire yeah. nation just looked
1: at the numbers. And, and Will like, Greer boom. played a bunch of rum from Youngstown State.
3: Who lost to well, Butler the, <laughs> the week before? Youngstown well, State guys, lost I mean, to Butler Community yes. College? No, they lost to Butler oh. in. in <laughs> (laughs) Indiana I was like I didn't even know Butler
1: had had a football football team I didn't either I think they did that because they're they're hoping to go Division 1 in football at some point
0: do you guys take that as a positive that like Kyler Murray I mean like I think people have gone too far in the other direction like he played poorly or something I know that's not what you're saying but I keep reading this stuff like well that's just crazy because he didn't do this he didn't do that he still played really well but he did leave some stuff out there on the field like it To me, it's more like, "Wow, this could be really special," because Oklahoma scored forty-nine points against a power-five defense,
1: and didn't look that good. You know what it is? It's just that he is his standard is Baker Mayfield. Like it was not a you wouldn't watch Baker Mayfield play that game and say, "Oh, he had a really good game." You would say he had an off day
3: when you're nineteen of thirty-three coming after Baker, it looks like you weren't on. And he missed the two short throws.
1: Uh, and he had batted balls. He threw the interception. He only had two batted balls. Like People are making it out like every other pass got knocked down at the line of screen. He had two batted balls out of 35, you know, 33 throws. And, I mean, look at the... I mean, what, the throw to CeeDee Lamb down the sideline was was a was bad beautiful. throw. No, 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 that was no, no, a beautiful no, no. throw. Oh, no, I'm talking, he dropped the, it I'm talking about I'm talking about the,
2: the one Lamb jump for oh yeah yeah
1: yeah that was yeah that was a bad throw and then the touchdown pass was a great throw, but I mean he had he threw that interception he threw the the first uh, C D Lamb catch was behind him he had a one hand it he just I mean he was a little bit off but still put up good numbers really I think what you take from that game is that C D Lamb we knew he was good he's on the verge of becoming a superstar
2: yeah. I think that's some I mean we talked about that a little bit before the season started. He he's going to have a massive year. And I think he's going to have a bigger year than Marquise Brown. You
1: know, see those UCLA guys like shaking his hand after the game going, "We'll see you in the NFL." Oh, really? Yeah.
3: It's just going to be about how defenses play them. Either you're going to try to stop Brown or try try to stop Lamb. You're not going to be able to stop both.
1: Well, and I guess we're burying the lead a little bit in that Rodney Anderson was announced to be out for the season, which We thought was most likely. Yeah, we said on
2: the post game that OU's probably going to have to move on without Rodney Anderson the rest of the season. I don't think that was a surprise if that was announced on Sunday night. But and there's been some a little bit. I don't know. Can you call it overreaction that people are
1: are you know predicting doom and gloom?
3: No, because you don't know what Trey Sherman can do in that number one spot. He's so used to being, you know, a little time here, a little time there, and then run him over in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Is he going to be able to do that in the well, first no, the no quarter? Well, there's See, no doubt. See, I was, doubt was going that, the other
2: way. I, I think there's too many people that are just saying, ah, they'll be fine. But, I mean, people forget, like, you know,
1: the reason that Abdul Adams, when he got hurt last year at Iowa State, uh, that that was such a big blow is because until Rodney Anderson came on, Trey Sermon wasn't really a, a number one back. I mean, like Bob said – his role, they figured out his role was bringing him in in the second half
3: and and, then, and
2: being the sledgehammer.
3: And then he fumbled against Cyclones, too, when he was yeah. thrust
2: into that spotlight. Yeah, inside the six. If OU goes in and scores, they're up 31-17 last year. But I don't
1: think Marcellius Sutton is a number one back. I mean, I, he's impressed me, and he's playing better, but he's it's a change-up to guy, it. too. He's really good. <laughs> I'm admitting that I have no, but I don't think he's a number one back. No. And the thing is, I'm not there.
3: He yet. has nine carries in two two games against mostly backups. So I don't know what he's going to do when the competition level steps up a notch or two.
2: It, it's it's I think overall though it's just a really almost kind of sad story for uh, Rodney Anderson, just as far as third season ending injury in four years. Seems like he just hasn't he's just some some people are just snake bit and he might be a little snake bit. He is alive no,
0: though. I mean, there's no doubt he's snake bit. I mean, he's missed three out of four seasons. And two of them were just bizarre injuries. Like, yeah. It's not like the normal, you know, shoulder or knee or whatever. It's been weird stuff.
1: One was on a kickoff. Yeah. Yep. Not like not like kick coverage either, but kickoff, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I want to say it might have been kick or return. kick coverage. It was kick. Oh return. no, it was kickoff. It was a kick kickoff. Was it, it, was, it was like a, he was running down to tackle people. Okay, I'm pretty sure. So it was kick coverage. Okay, I was, thinking it was coverage. return. Yes.
3: I thought it was return because oh you didn't score at all. Oh, yeah, against that was. against true. Tennessee. They didn't until late the first quarter or first half. And I don't think it was like the initial play of the game, opening kickoff.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, Bob. I don't. Yeah. So. So I I mean
1: here's a, here's a, here's a bold prediction for you. TJ Pledger is the number 1 back by the end of the year. By the end of the year.
0: I think you might be right on that. I I've been really he's he's farther ahead than where I expected him to be. Just watching him, he runs really hard. I it, it impresses me every time he gets the ball.
4: And
3: that's sort of what happens. With an injury, next guy steps
0: up. All right. Do you think there's a chance that he immediately passes Sutton as the number two?
1: No. No. Because they, okay. they like what Sutton's doing. And Okay. I mean, now, if he fumbles <laughs> or something, sure. Jay Bolwer has proven that uh, he'll yank your ass and lose faith in you awfully quick. Which is the reason Abdul Adams isn't here anymore. I mean, we can sugarcoat it all we want. That's why he's not here. He... he, he he and his family probably felt they were unfairly or that he was unfairly put in the doghouse.
2: His dad said that, as much. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah, such that's a weird right, deal yeah.
0: because I mean as much as I like that duel and I think I was pretty much fan number one, like he wasn't doing what Rodney did at the end of last year. Like no way.
3: And that's the thing, you keep waiting, you know, Jay Bowler likes to pull the guys after they fumble. Rodney never ever fumbled. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he put that carries. stat out
2: there yesterday. It's Maybe the greatest stat of all time. I was pretty proud of myself.
1: By the way, are do any of us think that
3: there's any chance that he comes back to OU? No. None. Wouldn't that be the reason why you wouldn't say the injury? Which I it was a little weird. What Riley explaining the the family didn't want yeah. to release the. But I mean, it's the NFL, man. I I mean, the NFL. I kind of
2: figured that was more the NFL side of it. They just don't want. But the NFL figured it out anyway. So I don't know what the. <laughs>
1: I was told by Dusty that it was a torn ACL. I
2: wonder why they wouldn't want that out there.
0: Guys, we've talked about that before. People navigating how to handle the media is really just not strong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people just don't like – you cannot, like, don't tell the media. They're going to find out. And damn sure the NFL and all its investigators are going to find out. I mean, that's, that's – If they don't know, if they don't know the definition and have the records, everything, they're probably not going to draft you. Because they need to know what that was. Uh,
1: okay, I want to tell you guys uh, about the the people who sponsor our podcast, uh, the Choctaw Casino and Durant. Uh, I hate to tell you this, guys, but I'm killing the pick three. It's just, we're going to go with something new. Uh, I kind of talked about this with a, a few people, but not uh, Josh, so this is news to you. I'm sorry if you love the pick three. I just thought it was too long, and it wasn't really about OU. Nobody really gives a damn. I mean, Eddie gambles. We all know that.
2: I'll just tell you yeah, guys yeah, who I'm problem. betting on anyways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, it's like Eddie fantasy football. It's like a lot of people don't want to hear other people talk about their fantasy league.
2: Some people do it anyway. Want to know, by the way, <laughs> in fantasy this week.
0: Okay, let's be clear. No one wants to hear you talk about your fantasy football Who was your team. starting Literally quarterback, no
2: Eddie? Aaron Rodgers, actually. Oh, my
1: God. Well, I had Matt Stafford, so...
2: Matt oh. Stafford, on me. man, he just does. Matt Stafford suck. He does. He always just sucks. sucks a little bit. He's a
1: fantasy point Good sucker, fantasy
2: player. he, no, just, he, well, he
0: throws for three hundred yards, but then he throws three interceptions. Yeah. Is he the worst player ever? That's probably going to make it to the Hall of Fame.
1: I don't see how he's going to make it to the Hall of Fame.
2: You think he's a I Hall of Fame he, guy? Wait, how? Guys, when
0: he retires, he's going to throw for forty-five thousand yards. He'll have some absurd number. Yeah. Like, he'll make it. It's he's like, like what we the just Landry with Jones Tyler. of he'll the NFL.
2: Yeah, numbers. he really is. <laughs> Rest in peace, Landry. His career. Yeah. I guess
1: really I don't want to rub it in. And everybody knows I've never really been a huge Landry Jones fan.
2: He had a good career. He's made a lot of
3: money.
1: It bothers me that he's atop the statistical passing yardage list
3: and that he's never going to be topped because most quarterbacks won't stay for full full years if they're a starter as a true freshman. That That's usually a good point. usually means they're good enough to go. Yeah.
1: I mean Landry was he was good enough to stay around for 4 years.
0: You, you, Put that on a
3: tombstone.
1: Yeah, so, good enough to stay
2: around.
0: Okay, we know I listen to this in review. Sometimes Tiffany listens with me. I'm guaranteeing you, if she hears this segment, she's going to scream at the radio. She effing hates Landry Jones. Like, I cannot convince her that he had a pulse in football. And I'm like, I'm one of the harshest Landry guys, and she turns me into a defender because her hatred is so strong.
2: Hmm. What does she have against Christianity? That's not (laughs) it at all.
1: Still, I mean, the most... If I would have known... That Landry Jones had as many tattoos as we found out about on Pro Day. It, it, it might have changed my mind completely.
0: And like super white Why? tattoos. Like if he's like a
1: bad boy? Well, just like, you know, he had a lot of them. I think he's Landry's still got, getting like, them. biker
0: tattoos. I
1: think he's still getting tattoos.
2: Oh, yeah. You, that you, sounds like
1: somebody that, that, that was chest,
0: like, one he's got.
2: appalled by yeah. Kevin Durant's tattoos. Well, like he tried to hide them forever. It's so weird.
0: I feel like somewhere on his body is Chaz Michael Michelson's tattoo with the, the, <laughs> the bear wolf. trying to crawl out of his back. You There's know, the like wolf, I think isn't that's it?
2: happening.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got
2: sidetracked like that. That was a rabbit hole.
1: Uh, <laughs> Matt Stafford led us to Landry Jones bitching. Oh no, uh, you
2: were talking about the pick three. You the, killed pick the pick three,
1: three, we're killing it. We're going to nine eleven. The pick three. What we're going to do is we're going to replace it. Uh, we're going to. You like that, Josh. We're going okay. to replace it uh, with something else. I think what we're going to do is pick an underdog every week that uh, that is like someone out of the blue that's going to make an impact. And they'll probably...
2: Like a player or
1: a team? Yeah, like a player. Okay. Like uh, maybe Drake Stoops has a big week this okay. week or something like that. Um, but I want to tell you guys about the Choctaw Casino. They're the ones that make all this possible. Uh, all the podcasts that we do. Uh, I went out there, spent a weekend. It's a fantastic place. A lot of great places to eat. Uh like the uh, 1832 Steakhouse. Uh they got the district out there which is kind of like a uh it's like going to a food court. It's got like smash burger and uh Papa John's and all that. You could just go to all these different places, but they got uh, Gillies. It's really cool. Like, you know Gillies like uh uh um, Urban Cowboy. Uh that they have a Gillies Uh, They've got La Cantina, is a a really cool Mexican place. But the pool is unbelievable. They got craps now. They got uh, roulette, which Josh apparently is a rain man playing. So he's going to be out there, you know it. And we might have some interesting stuff. We're maybe working on a scoop get together because we have so many people in Dallas and so many people in Oklahoma. Uh, That's a perfect meet meet meetup point. Uh, Plus, they got the district, which has got a full bowling alley, sports bar cinema, arcade, it'd just be a really good place for us to get together and hang out. But uh, give them a call, uh, go online, ChoctawCasinos.com, uh, a lot of great concerts coming up as well. Uh, I know Casey Musgraves is coming out there, I think, uh, um, even though Lane Staley, is that his name, Josh? Is that the lead singer for Allison James? Change that's dead now? Yes. Yeah, that's him. Uh, even though he's gone, their new guy's pretty good. Uh, and they're they're coming on October 21st. Casey Musgraves on November 17th. So Choctaw Casino and Resort. Thank you uh, for being our uh, title sponsor. And uh, everybody, go hang out. Go, go check it out. It's a great time. Um, well, you guys want to talk about the underdogs a little bit? Or uh, possible guys to step up? This is not an underdog. But I talked to a lot of guys yesterday... About a guy that we really haven't talked to. And Josh, since you've done the, morning, the Monday Morning Idiot, you'd probably be somebody good to talk on this. But oh, Neville Gallimore said his name, and I didn't commit it to memory. But uh, I'll try it. You want to try it?
2: Fa'amatu? I think that's how he said it. Fa'amatu?
0: But I think it's got to be a Tau at the end. I think it doesn't have to be like a Tau or Tau, like something. Fa- I think it's
2: faamatau, Matau. That That's where right. I would have gone, yeah. They have, you know, if you go to like uh the roster doesn't Toby have a pronunciation Pronunciation
1: guide, yeah. I guess I could check that out.
2: Let's see what it says.
1: I could play it actually. Uh but anyway, I mean, Josh, he's a guy that really to me the first couple of games has gone underrated uh and and really becoming a big part of what they're doing on the defensive line.
0: Oh, I agree completely. And I thought what was something I saw that was interesting involving him um on one of, uh, it was the UCLA play, I'm trying to remember, I think it was their second touchdown drive, and Oklahoma actually went with Gallimore and Falamato, like next to each other. They lined them up, they used them as a personnel group, which I I don't think I'd really seen them do before, um, kind of down there, like I said, in the goal line close situation. It makes sense, but it was actually Gallimore created some initial pressure. It forced the running back left, and he ran right into Fahmatu. So, like, I mean, it was really... Uh, It it worked for what they tried to do in that situation. Eventually, UCLA had to throw the outside, I think, to score on that drive, if I'm remembering my sequence right. But, um, yeah, so I, I think he's been really good. To me, you know, we talked about it last week when Riley and, you know, Mike Stoops had kind of made the comments that Oklahoma's interior defensive line didn't play as well as they needed it to against Florida Atlantic. I thought Gallimore was outstanding against UCLA, and Fama they don't need him to be a superstar, but when he's giving Neville a rest, they just need him to be steady and solid. And I think through two games he's absolutely been mad.
1: I don't think we have a, a Tyrod Taylor situation going here. Because they have a pronunciation guide. Yeah, it's definitely a weird how it's They have it, if I'm reading this correctly, it's Famatau or O. Fama
0: I think that's
3: easier to say. I'm kind of for that.
1: Just say Dylan. Dylan F is I think what Mike Stoops calls him,
3: and he has to play a much bigger role with Q Overton out at least in two, three
2: more weeks. Yeah, we didn't even really talk about that as much. Did we talk about that? I guess we talked about that a little bit on the post game podcast. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of a weird situation though, just as far as having to have a, what is it? Appendix? Appendicitis. Appendicitis. Like Apidectomy. 1 a.m. the night. Apidectomy. That's, what, that's the word I was looking for. Sounds awful. I think Bob's familiar with that, isn't he? Or is that?
1: Pancreatitis. Oh, pancreatitis. That's different. That's one you really die from, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I mean, but one of the things I thought was interesting that I talked to uh, Curtis Bolton about yesterday is him talking about... When they face teams this year, the defensive line is getting a two- and three-yard push up the field, which in turn makes it harder on the running backs because when they weren't doing that, the running backs could kind of see the holes develop a little bit better. They could It gave them more time to make decisions in the, in the backfield. And He said, now what's happening is they're getting two- to three-yards push on the defensive line. And it's allowing the defense to get to running backs faster. i nobody. Re- I mean, Curtis Lofton is so good, or Curtis. Ah, damn it, Curtis Bolton is so good to talk to, because like he doesn't care. He'll just
2: explain stuff like the way that no one ever wants to really tell you. It's he's like the best. He's he's one of the best interviews, not just on the team, but since I've been doing this, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the most fun guys we've ever talked to.
3: Leader in the clubhouse, J.D. Runnels, Media Award, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, uh, who was that? Uh, Eddie? Did you tweet that out yesterday? Yeah,
2: he's really good. Defensive. The defensive guys are really good. Just as a whole, it seems like like I don't know if it has anything to do with them playing better, but just talking to those guys, it's like maybe this is why they're a little bit better. It's like they can communicate better. They can. They're, maybe they're a little. I don't know about smarter is the right way to put it, but just it kind of all makes sense. I'll give you a little bit of Curtis Bolton from yesterday. Here you go. Got it.
1: Is this a, a defense that is almost motivated by the success that you've had so far? Like you want to go out and do even better? Do you want to go out and get even more?
4: Yeah, I think uh I think a lot of people feel like that. I think um you know, we got a lot of young guys. We got a lot of guys that uh that want to get after it. and uh and, and a lot of you guys are starting to see it. A lot of I mean, I know every year we say we're going to be this type of defense, we're going to be this type of defense and but um we want to show it this year you know uh, we we are tired of talking about it and um i think i think uh, we're seeing it year uh, i think we're seeing a uh, game in the first two games i think uh I think it's been pretty obvious that that we're a different team this year and and that, uh we got guys that, that 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 are putting in the work in the offseason that are that are that are busting their ass to these results didn't come overnight they're not it's not just a change of mentality, it's a change of it's it's the hard work, it's the dedication, it's it's all starting to come to light and it's it's just it's it's what we've been doing since January, you know. Um, I think I think everybody's pretty locked in.
2: He's also not afraid to drop a hell a damn an ass. That's why I think that's why I like him so much. He just kinda keeps it real.
1: He says balls I, to the wall the other day. Yeah, he did after the game. I bet I bet Curtis Bolton's pretty woke. Do you think he believes in alien life? And
2: No, I bet he doesn't believe in any of that shit. <laughs> That's me and woke in yeah, your I world. Yeah, I bet he thinks that NASA's a green screen in Hollywood. <laughs> Start asking about this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm sure he's going to get sick of answering all these questions about the defense. Look, if they go out and play well against Iowa, say, Iowa, you know, they're no juggernaut, but they played well uh their defensive line is really they i mean their defensive line is good i how mean many it's games, always been good
2: how many games though you have to go through before you can say okay this defense is pretty good cuz i think the fir- like the first two two weeks and even mike stoop said it on uh, tuesday when we talked to him was the fact that they have gone th- they've played two teams that had quarterbacks that one was making both were making their first yeah. road starts i mm-hmm. mean one the other one was making his both were making their first career starts like they've but There's then Chris Robinson some...
1: goes and becomes a Conference USA Player of the Week.
2: Yeah, he did it against a bunch of pilots, though. They were playing Air Force.
1: <laughs> Not all of them are pilots. Yeah, most of them. Not everyone in the Air Force is a pilot. Eh,
2: they'll have interest it's a in a branch
1: of military. They have all kinds of you know, jobs that you can hold in the Air Force. They even
2: have aircraft carriers. I know. My cousin went to Air Force why we're a navy family right josh
0: oh i drive around with a navy uh hat in my truck so those of you houston people that see a giant as Kerry would call it f950 with a navy hat that might be me do you notice somebody got like mad on twitter yeah he wanted proof that i actually drove a 950 i don't even know if that exists <laughs> it uh,
1: doesn't i mean I, I've, I've seen like four fifty. is there
0: 450 yeah i mean there's some there's some monsters but that, that's like industrial grade like it's huge um but you know yeah it's a 250 people it's just it's you know it's jacked up a little bit and it's got big bumpers and all this stuff so it's it's pretty I kind of love my truck
1: I need a ladder to get out of that thing it's like it literally scares me I feel like I'm I'm standing on the ledge of the sixth floor and I have to decide whether I want to kill myself or not
0: to the only the only parking garage it's ever fit in was at a high school, and that's at Episcopal High School. That still amazes me to this day. Cause it fits nowhere like that, but it fit into there just fine. Um I was there for that. Yes, you were. Yes, you were.
1: So we talked to to Curtis Bolton a lot yesterday. We talked to Mike Stoops. Uh Mike was uh Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting talking to Mike because you know he just kind of wants to be the same guy He's always been He's not going to get into um, You know Declaring victory or anything like that Yet So he just kind of says the
2: same Stuff he always says it's almost like He's in a terrible position We can't say that they're better Because then everybody uh, they, they did this kind of song and dance Last season I mean I think there was a lot of people That thought they had turned a corner against Ohio State hadn't weren't there yeah but at some point it all went to shit at some point,
1: I just want to see him like go all go all in and like
3: but then he'd you know, have to admit coach so
1: people know what I'm doing.
3: He'd have to admit fault for not winning against Georgia or not having a better defense last year. Oh,
1: he doesn't have to do shit really <laughs> do whatever he wants. I don't think he will though i think i think if this if this defense even if they, they finish in the top 10 defense, I think it'll just kind of be like, you know, defense is hard. We had a good year.
2: Top 10 of what?
1: Then Bob Diaco will come in and just give the double barrels to everybody.
2: Top 10 in the country?
1: I just threw it out there. I'm not saying they're going to finish top 10 in the country.
2: I think if they finish top 30, it's a successful year. I'd agree.
0: Top thirty, they can they can go to the playoffs and play with anybody. Although this
1: week's gonna tell us a lot about how good the offenses really are in this
2: conference. Oh, just as far as like other teams? Everybody, yeah. 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 It's two Except for West bucks, Virginia, because they're not playing. Yeah. It, I mean, I I was I thought you meant it. Well. I mean, West Virginia's good on offense. They no, are a big really twelve good. offense. Yeah, I don't need sure.
1: them to play N C State to convince me that they're good.
2: For sure. TCU and Oklahoma State Oklahoma State We're going to
1: find out a lot about Oklahoma State this weekend
2: Yeah I don't know I'm, I'm very in between on that game I don't know what the hell is going to happen I don't think their offensive line's any good I don't either They're 99th right now And sacks allowed And they can't run and the ball they played South Alabama and Missouri State I know It's not good and they're playing boise. You know what though? I will say I, I think Josh Henson's a really good coach, but at the same time, and Josh and Bob, you guys could correct me, but you know, some of the guys that they've out of Bryce out of outside of Bryce Bray, who have they really signed from Oklahoma that were going to be difference makers?
0: I I think Oklahoma State has frankly done a horseshit job of recruiting Oklahoma for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't put a big I mean DeMarion Houston, there's no way that guy should get out of state. No way right. in hell. Um,
2: I think a lot of people kind of felt like that after he committed to Texas. Like, they should have locked up Trace Ford a long time ago. Colin yeah. Clay.
0: Yes, Colin, Colin Clay. Clay is a huge—it's it, a gift from Oklahoma that they're not recruiting Colin Clay. And you can't reel him in when yeah. he's there to be had. And And you've lost to an out-of-state program that has a new coaching staff, has no track record, and frankly doesn't have anywhere near your success over the last decade. Like that's that and doesn't just, make any sense at all.
2: And by the way, it just got beat by Colorado State over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike Gundy's kind of had a little bit of arrogance
1: that's hurt him in recruiting. Yeah, I, I guess and that, that kinda kinda kind of goes back to what Boone said, you know. He's kind of a football guy. He doesn't want to give in to all these youngsters and they're tweeting and their, you know, social media and
2: Which is weird because for a guy that like Seemingly enjoys the media. I mean, look what he did after the game on Saturday, talking about with the smoothie or taking a shirt off that with those stripes. That hasn't come easily for him, though. He's very comfortable, though, doing it, it seems like. Bob got more comfortable with the media, though. And he, yeah. he was never new age. Yeah, you, you would have never seen Bob take his shirt off and and reveal like a
0: referee... Striped jersey underneath. He might be doing that
1: on the weekends behind the bar. We don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Or being a singlet for one of their, you know. Yeah. Like, like, Bob didn't do stuff. You would
2: think that Mike Gundy would embrace the social media side of it more, but maybe that's just the country, for a lack of better terms, bumpkin in him.
1: I mean, that, 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 it's complicated with the Gundys. I mean, it's, it is, it's a complicated complicated family. It's been talked about a lot kind of behind the scenes. Just about kind of the chip on the shoulder that the Gundy family has always had toward the media. Kind of starting with the, the dad, Ray. And it's, and I mean, I, I, would ne- I would say that maybe Mike is figuring it out a little bit, but like, Kale's never been particularly friendly with to the media. In fact, I would say that Cale's been antisocial more than he's been media friendly. And that's not just because he's blocked me on Twitter.
2: We took a picture together when I was five. So we, we've always <laughs> I been saw pretty, that. We go way back. We've always been When he was cool. actually the That's so sad is
1: to think that when I was in college you were five. Yeah, That's a fact. You were just a little kid. It's a good thing you didn't come up to me and say one day I'm going to work for you. What have I what a creepy little kid. I'm never hiring that kid. Sure. Uh, but, he, no, I, we're going to find out. Like I said, I don't know that we're going to find out anything at, about TCU other than they're not as good as Ohio State.
2: Yeah, Sean Robbins going to have to make a lot of plays with his arm. And after watching him last week, I don't know if that time has come yet in his third career start. But but I,
1: I, I, think, cheer for we're gonna, TCU. I think we're going to find out a lot about OU we'll this weekend. Because... Guys, I think OU, based on what we've seen the first two weeks, based on the fact that Iowa State no longer has Alan Lazard, they no longer remember Joe Lanning. He ran nine offensive plays last year for them in that game.
2: They all seemed to be big plays, too. Well, they? yeah, like they on brought him in on, on, on short yardage, yeah. and
1: he picked up some huge plays for them. Uh, and I love David Montgomery as a running back, but Iowa, you know. Collared him. He had like
2: 30 yards, didn't he? Yeah. Last week.
1: So to me, is I uh, OU should be able to go in and dominate this game from the defensive side. You're talking like a
2: three touchdown performance. Like Like, it's encouraging if they go up there and take care of business, would be a two or three touchdown victory. Victory. Yeah. Don't slug through it. Because I just don't I don't think Iowa State's very good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, I got what you're saying.
1: I, I think OU, if they are really good. They should be able to go up there and
2: impose their will on Iowa State. Do what they've done on both in Manhattan sides of the ball. a couple of times. Just go up and kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah.
3: Cyclones only get three points against Iowa if they score anywhere in like around twenty points. It'd be a lot of questions.
1: And uh, as we talked about with Mike Stoops yesterday, nobody really knows what's happened with their quarterback situation either. Well, I mean, they may not have Kemp, but, I mean, Nolan's got a lot of tape, too. Does that kind of help you out a little bit, you know, just that you've seen both these guys a lot?
0: Well, he's, you know, again, he wouldn't be a – they they thought he was going to play a year ago when Kemp went in. They thought – you know, we all thought he was the backup, and then Kemp came in and did a great job, never relinquished really his, his job, and uh, so – Obviously, the kid's very capable. He, he played against Baylor a year ago. So, you know, there's tape, but, yeah, he throws the ball well, and, you know, he's well-prepared. He's been in their system, uh, I don't know, I guess it's, it's, it's his third year. So, uh, again, um, you know, we expect our, our backup quarterback to go in and, and play and be able to execute
4: just like they do.
1: And, again, this is – regardless of Kemp or Nolan is the guy – They don't have a receiver like they had last year to throw to. They don't have anybody to bail them
2: out. Because, I mean, they could use... They may never have another receiver like that.
1: They could use Lazard on big third downs, third and longs, and then they could use Lanning on third and shorts, and they could kind of piece together drives.
3: And you're hoping OU doesn't have anyone like Jordan Thomas this year. Yeah, bad
1: game. I looked this up. Um, They had 13 missed tackles in that
2: game last year. Oh, you did? It's a lot. There, and you talked to B- Bolton about tackling. I thought that shit was pretty good about how they're not taking it light during practice. Or was that Kenneth Murray that was talking about No, it about was that? Bolton. It was Bolton. He the was whole talking entire... About... I'll have the Bolton stuff up on the board later this afternoon. My apologies for not getting that up. He is... He's good to listen to. It's really good. He just talks. Keeps it real. Gives
3: longer answers than Riley. <laughs> Which is saying something. It's almost like,
1: okay stop now like we got to transcribe this stuff and write stories it's like you're giving me a novel here yeah. it's like it's all good but it's a lot it eddie you need to, next time he gives a real long answer you just at the end you should just go nobody wants to read that shit to who to curtis bolt and see what happens i would never
2: say that to curtis <laughs> i have a man crush on him i want more or I not that him shit but maybe
1: nobody wants to read that much shit okay
2: i, I might Maybe if they play well this weekend. You are
1: developing a little
2: man crush on... I like Curtis Bolton. I think he's a really good football player. The stuff that he said about special teams, I tweeted it this morning. That was Mm -hmm. erotic. That was amazing. Just talking about how they have plenty of guys that want to... uh, Like, I... I don't know. I, I feel like this happens every year, Josh, but... I'm starting to buy in that maybe this team's a little bit different than others in years past, but it, it happens every year. This, this, this little thing that we go through as far as, uh, well, maybe these guys are are bought in. Maybe these, maybe this defense is better. I, I feel like I'm, I'm in this position every season, but it, it is interesting that there is a different level of energy. Would that be the best way to say it guys, as far as, uh, the the young the young crowd. When you talk to Justin Broyles, uh, we haven't talked to Buki, but obviously we know the impact that he's had. Uh, when you see Kenneth Murray flying around like he did against UCLA, uh, when you see the defensive line playing at the level that they've played, it it looks different. I mean, am I am I buying in too much? First off, I've got your uh,
1: your uh, your stuff from Curtis Bolton. Your eroticism about uh, special teams. I'll play for you.
4: Coaching staff. Um, I, I, uh, a lot of people don't take a special team serious, and I, I don't understand. You see it every game. There's, there's a, there's a player two or even three, especially in tight games. And say uh, it's a tight game, offense isn't getting started, and, and you have a punt return. It's it, from punt return for a touchdown. It's rare that that team loses. Or same thing with if if you block a punt, I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I seen a team block a punt and lose. So it's it's just the fact that our coaching staff has made it is very adamant about that. They're they're letting us know that this is important. And if you want to play on this team, you're gonna bust your ass on special teams. Um, and if you're a guy, that's 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 something that you should pride yourself on. It's not it's not just playing on offense and defense. If you're if you're a guy, you're if you're if you're that much of a competitor and it's real, you're you're you, you want to dominate on wherever you're at, whenever you're on the field, and that, that includes special teams. So I, I I think it was just um our coaching staff Making more of an important show, just showing plays at games where special teams screwed us. Um, you know, it got us, the, the block field goal got us last year in, in the Rose Bowl. It's just that's, that things like that are such a main point, and it's so important for everybody else to buy in on that. I'm a,
1: I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm going to have to start checking to make sure you don't have a boner. I'm going to start taking Viagra
2: on Tuesday nights before defensive interviews. Please don't do that.
1: Uh, if you are traveling to Ames, uh, and you're thinking, oh, we're going to go up there and kind of like I did in college. Like, life is so different. I remember driving all night to go to Manhattan, Kansas with my best friend. We were in college. Uh, no tickets. We just wanted to go watch shitty OU play K-State. I want to say, I don't even know who their quarterback was that day. Um, But no tickets in hand. We just thought, okay, well, we'll go and and see what we can do in the morning, see what we can get our tickets for, and uh, that was fine. Like, but now, there's no way you have to do that because you got stuff like SeatGeek. Like, I went and downloaded their app the other day, and it's really cool. Like, It asks you to sync up with your Spotify account and your Facebook account because it, it will find out what artist you like. So it will show you what concerts are coming to your area that you might be interested in. And it also finds out, like, the first thing it showed was Oklahoma Sooners versus Army. Like, that was... I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to look anything up. It's, it was very intuitive. Uh, but we want you guys to know that football... Uh, SeatGeek knows that football's back. Uh, and they are the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. So whether you're driving this weekend... To Ames and looking for a last minute deal uh, Whether you're planning A night out at a concert uh, Or you're looking for a perfect gift SeatGeek wants to help you find The best seats at the best Prices they're fully guaranteed I've had a lot of people ask me this too like Can I use, use It on my phone To get into the games yes absolutely They have e-ticketing uh, That's probably their preferred Method of doing this Uh, So like for OU Games, there is e-ticketing. You just go on the app, uh, buy your tickets, and the e-ticket will come to you. And if you are a listener to the Sooner Scoop podcast, and you go and download the app and enter promo code SCOOP, you get $20 off your uh, first SeatGeek purchase. So go check it out. Great sponsor of the program. Uh, Love for you guys to support SeatGeek. Uh, for them supporting our podcast. So uh, go download SeatGeek app on the App Store, the Google Play Store. Uh, Put it on your phone. Check it out. Let it do its thing. And then when you're ready to buy your tickets, whether it's concerts, whether it's OU Army coming up, uh, whether it's if you want to go up to Stillwater and watch Boise and Oklahoma State this weekend, probably going to be some empty seats there. Uh, Just go on the SeatGeek app, type in SCOOP for the promo code, and get twenty dollars off. All right, uh, we heard from Curtis Bolton talking about special teams, um, and a lot of other things that he talked about. But let's let's move back to the offense a little bit because we were talking about this earlier. Kyler Murray, he can play better than what he played on Saturday, and he was sure. still Big Twelve Player of the Week. Sure. But this is his first true road game as a starter. Like when he was at AM, I don't think that South Carolina game was on the road. It was. Or it, it was, was in Columbia. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I remember Sam Bradford's first game in Ames? It was terrible.
2: Yeah, they almost got Wind beat. Wind
1: was blowing really bad. He just had probably one of the worst days that he had at OU. We'll say
2: that. the weather is supposed to be nice on Saturday, so I don't know. I don't think you're gonna have to worry about weather, but as long as we get there. We're getting there. Freaking well, you me may out not now. Get there. You're freaking me out now That Bob and I will
1: Have a good chance Of getting there You I'm not so sure
2: I'd be messed up If they're like No sir We heard the, heard you on the podcast You're a uh, TSA threat
3: <laughs> A flight risk Take them away Now you're worried I can tell
2: Shall I wear uh, Shall wear sheets To the uh, Okay Airport I'm trying too hard now Uh, No but I mean, when you have a offensive line like Oklahoma has, I think that it makes everything a little bit They've easier. they got to carry you. With that said, they didn't play very well on Saturday. Josh?
1: They didn't run very well as Josh tries to unmute himself. I'll say that. Their run blocking wasn't good. Josh is still not there. He must have had a...
2: We ran him off. An emergency. Hello. <laughs>
3: hello <laughs> uh, it's almost like the whole offense took a while to get back on track after rodney went down yeah i mean they didn't score for a quarter and a half almost four straight possessions and then they found their groove again so maybe that little hiccup will help it, it them. was
1: almost like they they were waiting for rodney to kind of get them on track and then when they lost him it was like oh we've never done this with trey sermon before like how do we get a running game going now
3: if, if you look, I mean, Sermon isn't even one of the top four rushers. He he just seemed like he couldn't find that gear that he usually finds against other teams, especially in the second half. So they went more with Sutton. They went more with, with Pledger, and then worked out fine.
1: I was trying to just come up with a – Here's uh, Trey Sermon talking a little bit about uh, the
4: Iowa State game. Um, he just told us uh, where. um I mean, of course, uh, we would love to have him, but we ha- always have to be ready. Uh, it's just the next man up. Everybody has to be ready to go in and play at a high level. I was talking to Marcellius, and he was saying that when he comes into the game
1: after you've been in for a while, he notices people are kind of a little bit more hesitant maybe because you're... you're you're causing a little havoc in there. How much of that do you look at as your job now? I mean, if you're the number one guy to have a a change-up that can come in there and you guys really form kind of a dynamic together.
4: Um, uh, I think it's uh, very important. Um, Each one of us is different. So, I mean, when we're going in there playing, uh, I guess uh, it would be kind of difficult for teams to adjust to each running back. So, I mean, uh, I think that's one of the best qualities that we have, that each one of us is unique and uh, we play a little bit different, but, I mean, uh, our goal is to just play at a high level. Coach Riley probably told
2: you when you were being recruited that, it, that he was going to get three, four running backs to play. Were there some schools that recruited you said you could be the featured back? and you like this system compared to that?
4: Um, I, I definitely love uh, the two-back system because, I mean, it's kind of what I was used to in high school. Uh I, was, um, I played with uh, another running back, and that's just kind of the 20 personnel. That was mainly our offense.
1: All right, so uh, there's a little bit of Trey Sermon. and uh, I'll say this, guys. I, I don't think you're going to go with T.J. Pledger as your number two guy, being that it's a road game. I think you want a guy in there like Marcellus Sutton who's had some experience.
2: I think it would take Sutton putting the ball on the ground for him to – not be benched. I don't know
1: what his most carries in a game would be. Could is he? I, I don't know you. that he's even in double digits. Ever. I would. I would be surprised. I, I can't
3: think of a, any game where he would have been that close. It's really
1: like his his uh, usage almost trailed off completely by the end of last season.
3: Oh, it wasn't even there the second half of the yeah. year.
1: But I mean, look. He looks like a different runner to me this year. I'm, I'm curious to see. I think I can hear Josh in the background.
0: Can you guys hear me?
1: Yes, we, are, we have you back.
0: What the hell was that? That was weird weirdest deal. Like, literally, I've been listening the whole time. Nothing changed for me all of a sudden. I was just talking, and you guys couldn't hear me. So I don't know what the hell happened.
2: Most carries in a game for Marcellus Sutton is nine. Actually, in the opener of the 2017 season, he had uh, nine for 52. It yep.
0: I'm going to bet he doesn't top that this year. Nine, yep. What? I'm telling Are you. Are you drunk?
3: Nope. I'm. I'm more in line with that. I mean, he's gonna get more than like the four or five. I bet he, I bet he
1: has more he's than the nine back on Saturday. Running
2: back now. I bet he has more than nine on Saturday. All right. Well, so, so we'll you're so saying
1: he, you're saying that TJ Pledger's gonna somebody give me some action. go that
0: quickly? I think. to overtake him, Josh. I think, I, I think they know, like. The situation what made sense with Sutton is three, Pledger is four. He was probably going to play at his four games and probably redshirt. But as it is now, they know they've got to play him, and he's he's a better, more talented back. I, I I I don't know that he'll be the number two option this weekend or anything like that. But I think Sermon will get the boatload of the carries, and Sutton will get a. Few, I mean, I'm I think Sutton will be a part of every game going forward. But has Sutton shown me anything that he needs ten carries a game? Hell no.
3: I think Kyler's going to be used a lot too
0: i I think that's i I think it really went overlooked i don't know I don't know how much you guys talked about it, but I think it went overlooked. i mean he he let him in rushing.
3: I think
1: you guys it's are 69 all wrong. yards. I do too. I agree with you, Kerry. <laughs> <Carrie. laughs> because here's what here's my stance on the thing. Bill Beaenbow does Bill Beadenbow, which is he has an offensive line that goes out there and road grates, and he has running backs that they put behind him. And they're just gonna keep putting running backs back there. I don't see them changing their plan to give Kyler Murray more carries. Kyler Murray is gonna continue. If he's the leading rusher, it's because they're not running the ball very well.
2: Right. Like Lincoln
1: Riley is not going to come up with some new game plan. He wants
2: him back there as a quarterback. Your just- backup your backup quarterback last week was a true freshman in Tanner Mordecai. Yeah. If Kyler Murray if they start running him more in Ames, and, and he gets hurt all of a sudden, I think Austin Kendall is going to be available this weekend, but at the same time, I mean, I don't. Why? Why do you even put yourself in that situation? Yeah, I think Lincoln and Riley
1: and Bill Beanebo have that the attitude of, we're going to run the ball behind a really talented offensive line. If we can't do that, then we have real problems as an offense because that's what we do.
0: Two things worth noting in that conversation: Sutton had five carries on Saturday, so you Rodney don't... Anderson didn't take that many away from him. I mean, he played. He was he was the number two back for what seventy five percent of that game. I think so, and the then, last carry though, was in the third
3: quarter, right? That that's the thing. It's hard to judge any of these guys because they haven't played a full game. They haven't been needed yeah. in in the fourth quarter against a first string de, uh, defense yet.
0: Also, Pledger had seven carries and averaged six point four per
3: against second string. People.
0: No, I I am not. But he's also running behind the second string offensive line. mm Hmm. So, I mean, that, there, there's Bobby a give and take to all that.
3: I can feel the tension. No, but well, we're agreeing because I don't no, think no, I know Sutton's getting more than 10 carries in the game. Don't get wrong. If you me 11
0: with Sutton, I'd feel better about it. Nine's close, but if he had a game where he had 15 carries, I'll be shocked.
2: I, I think somewhere in between 10 and 15 would probably be. I, but I don't think anybody outside of Rodney Anderson on this team would be getting more than 15, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. At this point agree yeah i mean
2: look at like justice hill like he's he's he had 9 for five what far. 32 the best...
1: against That eh, it wasn't good that's their offense but i mean ball, i'm though. just saying look at justice hill last year i mean he'd get between 15 and 20 carries most games and he was their best back i mean yeah he'd... it i mean it... running just... backs this day and age they get between 15 and the
2: very best get between 15 to 25 carries a game how many times is jonathan taylor getting the ball a game just a guesstimate. Do you have any idea oh, off the top of your head? Yeah. I
1: don't. I don't. I haven't even paid attention to their I haven't looked at a single one of their box scores this year.
2: I just I I would think that he'd be a guy that gets the ball the most out of anybody in the country. Just or Bryce I mean, Stanford, Love. Stanford Stanford yeah. is pretty good at feeding one. Bryce guy. Love, yeah. See his bullshit cool this healthy. weekend. Oh poor guy is uh on the D L again. He's the softest player in the country.
3: Oh, is it because he didn't go to Pac 12
2: media days? No, it's because he's <laughs> he the softest player in the again. country. Yeah.
0: He's tiny, though. I think say Stan he's just not built to play the way Stanford plays.
2: Okay, that's fair. I
0: yeah, mean, they want to run a- between the tackles. They want him to go north-south. He needs to get outside.
2: He's not a feature back. <laughs> most carry <laughs> most carries Jonathan Taylor had last last year was 30. He had 30 against Purdue for 219. 29 a couple times, 25 a couple times. Workhorse.
0: How do you guys think OU views Jonathan Taylor? Clearly a guy they could have had if they wanted. And now he's a, he's a Heisman contender.
3: Would he be a Heisman contender with the OU offense, though?
0: I, it, it's a good question. I mean, if there's any offensive line that Oklahoma probably has to bow down to, it's Wisconsin. I mean, they're, they're incredible up front this year. But it's just—it's interesting that a guy in their own Does backyard. Does he catch the football? What's that?
1: Does Jonathan Taylor catch the football?
0: It's a good question. No. I don't know that I've seen. I mean, it's, its one of those things. It's kind of like Rodney Anderson at Katie. Like I don't know that it's—that he can't do it. That it's just—he hasn't really been asked to do it.
3: And that's what I'm alluding to more than the offensive line. Just I don't know if he gets the number of carries at OU, and I don't know if he would be exactly what the Sooners would would want. Jonathan Taylor had
2: eight receptions last year.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. he doesn't. That's awful. He would never make it at OU's offense.
0: Well, again, though, I mean, you're talking about an offense. That's not really what it's built on. So it doesn't mean he can't do it so much as they just don't. Yeah. I, like I said, it. I don't. I don't want to introduce it. Like I think it's some indictment of Oklahoma. I'm just interested to see. Like, do they go back and think, yeah, you know, we missed something there, or do you know? I, I'm. I just wonder because, like I said, as a DFW guy, you know, that's an area that they've got to lock down all the guys that are capable of helping them. Get to the fridge. Grab yourself a Native Amber, an F5 IPA, or any of the great. Coop Ale Works Beers, because it's time to make a toast to this week's Player to Watch.
1: All right, so Coop Ale Works, uh, Player to Watch, is where we go around the room, and uh, we all give uh, what player we think uh, could be the breakout star of this week's game. Uh, Of course, Kyler Murray, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week, uh, a a week ago. But obviously, running backs are going to be... Way up there in interest level because Rodney Anderson is gone. Uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Josh McQuistian. Josh, who is your Coop works player to watch this week?
0: Uh, that, I don't have one that jumps out at me because I Iowa State, I feel like we don't know a ton about them. But if I'm going to pick a guy, I feel like maybe this could be um, – uh, I, I guess I'll just stick with the conversation we were on. I feel like we're going to watch Trey Sermon have a really good game because at offensive line's kind of gotten beat up this week. I mean, and somewhat fairly. They didn't have a great week last week. I think they're going to come out, especially when you consider what Iowa State did last year. I think there's going to be a statement to be made. Obviously, we've talked about Sermon's bad moment against Iowa State. I feel like you're going to see a motivated guy. I don't know that it's going to be 27 carries, You know, kind of like we just talked about. I think it's going to be modest. But he'll, if you told me he went for 19 for 130, I, I could totally buy that.
1: Bob, who are you going with for your Coop Illworks player to watch?
3: I'm we'll going go in the secondary, Par, uh, Parnell Motley. I think Trey Brown is really nipping at the heels of Norwood and Motley. And Parnell has been looked to be the guide, like the leader of the secondary. And I'm not sure that's really shown up a lot through the first couple of games, so maybe with the way that Trey Brown is playing, it feels that fire just a little bit more, and you get the uh, first interception for OU starting secondary. Robert Barnes has the only turnover of the season.
2: Parnell Motley either forces a fumble or gets a pick. Eddie, where are you going? It's a tough one. I was going to say, I was on, on my way in, I was kind of thinking about taking Kyler Murray to make the argument that he could play much better but I'm gonna go with uh, I think I'm gonna go with the secondary as well I'm gonna go Buki first career oh interception. you stole mine first career interception you stole He'll, my prediction he's gonna, too. he's gonna step in in front of one
1: it's such a good pick because and I could
2: see him taking one back to the house if OU shuts down or as the run Darnell Mayberry said the heezy
1: uh, that wasn't Darnell Mayberry that was, was, it was not Brandon, it? Chapman. Brandon,
2: Brandon, Brandon Chapman Brandon Chapman
1: I
3: just saw Brandon Chapman God at
1: the liquor it. store the other day where I go and get really? my two bill works yeah
3: Damn it. He lives a mile away from here. Uh,
2: let's go teepee his house. And
1: see, I thought it was – that's a that's a brilliant pick. We're on the same wavelength today. I don't know what's Feeling going good. on. Feeling good. Feeling good. Let's, make, uh, let's Because I, I think OU will really make it difficult for Iowa State to run the ball. Uh, and because of that, they're going to have to throw some passes that maybe they don't want to throw.
2: Yeah. So I think it could be a big day for the OU second. He's been there. all over the field. I mean, I feel like it's close. It's really close. Last week he had the the uh, batted down uh, pass on the. Uh, was he blitzing on that player, or did he just read it? I, I couldn't tell. Uh, but Buki's due for a uh, a big game. I okay, well
1: I'm going to go in a different direction then. It's someone that's been mentioned. I'm going to say first career kickoff return for a touchdown for one Trey
2: Brown. You got close this to us weekend, last week. Got really close. Who was the guy that chased him down? He was one of the, obviously one of the gunners. I think. I mean, and he was, definitely like had the guy.
3: angle. He definitely had yeah. the angle. Yeah. But even
2: with that, I was surprised. At first, I thought it was the kicker, but he shook the kicker out about the forty-five. Oh yeah.
1: He's gonna be good at that. I mean, like that's the first time I've seen someone since Alex Ross and been like, oh, he's built for this.
2: There were there were. I mean. It, maybe it was because he took the first one back, but when every time that that he was back there to uh, return a kick, it was like it was close. He, he could he could break. He was, he was picking one, the right creases. Yeah, he was one tackle. I mean, a uh, one move away from breaking it open.
3: Yeah, he had two returns, 86-35. I mean, it's, it's you have a good idea that he knows exactly what he needs to do once he gets back there. Master, I just
0: pulled it up. It was the Metters kid who caught him. That's really oh, good yeah. for UCLA. He's yeah. a nice player.
1: Uh, he had a made terrible game, again. though. He had, if you go and look, we haven't talked about this. We've got a partnership now with Pro Football Focus, uh, and we're going to start having a lot more. I've kind of been spending this whole week trying to figure out things to do and uh, come up with some some things to feature. And it's really cool because, like, it allows us to look at uh, every defender, who he defended, how he did against those defenders, uh and then you can look at a defender and, and it'll show you how they how that person did against every receiver on the other team. And Metters was like, he got abused. I think four of CeeDee Lamb's catches were against Metters in that game. And pretty much everybody else that got targeted that he was uh responsible for caught passes too. He just had a really rough day. But he's still fast. Um by the way. Something changed my life yesterday. I went to uh, I, I kind of go to different liquor stores around just to kind of see what the Coop Ale Works uh, selection looks like. The Spirit Shop in Norman has twelve packs of F Five IPAs. Oh wow! And uh, Horny Toad Blondes. Moving
2: on up, twelve packs.
0: You Do you think eggs. they moved to that because of this pod? I believe so. No, yeah. I, think I think they had I think it I that's probably out. how that happened.
2: I think they had it out before they were sponsoring the pod.
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: uh, Coop The unofficial Aleworks,
2: 40 effect. We make changes happen at the press conference. We're making changes you know happen what? in the liquor stores.
1: If, uh, if enough people continue to support Coop Aleworks name and your tweet kid about after us. them,
2: maybe we can get an unofficial
1: 40, you know. Beer? Beer. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh,
0: that'd be outstanding a little cigarette
2: holder on the can. <laughs> that'd be sweet.
1: Maybe we could make it look a little. Maybe maybe we could call it something after Patty.
2: Oh man, that'd be awesome. Have our I own bet Patty, Patty would love beer. that.
1: No more natties for Patty. We could Coop Aleworks Works could get all the. I should be a marketing director. Yeah. Make it a seasonal. Come out during softball
2: season. That'd be sweet.
0: Have, like, a softball on it? Well, now that, you know, if Oklahoma's going to start sell, selling alcohol, I mean, that can be the official beer of the softball program.
1: Uh, but I want to remind you guys. Uh, good thinking, Josh. Look, Coop Ale Aleworks, uh, they've been around for the last nine years. Uh, they're at Oklahoma City Brewery. Uh, they got seven year-round beers, four seasonals. Oktoberfest is out now. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so make sure to stock up your tailgate with some of their uh, F5 IPA, which is Eddie's favorite, Horny Toad Blonde, which is mine. I also like the Native Amber. Uh, the uh, Spare Rib, I think, is going to be a little hard to find until October uh, when some of the grocery stores are done with, uh, or the, uh, the liquor stores are done with their cold stuff. Uh, but I know, you know the uh, Saturday Siren is out there in stores right now. That's uh, their Pilsner. Uh, Which you like the old style beer That's a pretty cool beer too So uh, thanks to Coop for being a great sponsor of the show Uh, Anything uh, Bob or Josh you want to touch on on the recruiting front I know coming up next week Eskridge Lexus Is going to uh, be sending us up to Wichita Kansas
3: I'll let Josh do football and then I'll do Basketball Oh yeah we have
1: some basketball stuff to get to
3: Yeah, I'll uh... hit on
2: women's soccer after you guys get done Then I've got softball (laughs)
0: with uh with football you know again a, a very light weekend as far as uncommitted guys as far as guys with offers it was just more of you know like you had the four official visitors all were committed stacy wilkins cory roberson uh i'm gonna blank uh jonathan perkins and who's the fourth and i'm forgetting bob hicks yes marcus hicks of course the guy that you're going to see in a week yeah so awesome awesome uh, segue for me um <laughs> but no uh all were there. I've talked a little bit, you know, kind of briefly with each. Um, they all loved it. I mean, Corey Roberson, I was talking to him, and he really he sounded like a kid that had never been there before. Like, oh, it was incredible. I, you know, never seen anything like it. And I'm like, you, you've literally been there. So it's it, it was just kind of fun it, to it was, hear that take from them.
1: It was obvious his mother loved the visit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, she I, she I is a, a she's a gung-ho me. kind of lady. But, um Anyway, I you know that she's all a went gumbo well. Kind of lady, yeah. Like she's just excitable. Like she seems every time. Like she's never one that's like oh, you know. Like Corey had a nice game, or you know that like oh, OU visit went good. Like everything's like to the extreme. So I guess maybe that's where Corey gets that from. That he was that excited about the official. That you know he'd already basically been there what three times now. So anyway, um, but. I guess one of the rumors that's kind of gone around, I guess we should probably address it, because I know there's a lot of people listening to the pod that aren't members of the site, haven't seen me shoot some of this stuff down. I really hate to start it like that, because it sounds really positive, and everybody's going to be very excited now. Um, Chris Steele and Dax Hill, there's been a lot of talk that OU has kind of opened things back up with them. I think there is something to be said for Chris Steele in Oklahoma, maybe Hmm. rekindling things a little bit. Um, I, I don't know how far I'm willing to go as far as its meaningfulness, but Dax Hill in Oklahoma, OU fans, let that go. It's gone. Like it, it's just you know, I, I, there, there's been reports out that he's spoken to you know OU and Lincoln Riley. I, I I have nothing that confirms that. that. That sounds. The people I've talked to make it sound like that has been washed away a long time ago. In fact, one one person I was talking to, I kind of mentioned. I keep hearing it's Michigan or Alabama. And the the conversation was, well, Oklahoma wouldn't know. And so, you know, that just kind of they, – they've washed their hands. They're looking at Peyton Powell, Jordan Battle. Um, I, I've even heard, you know, a, a few other guys kind of being mentioned, um, you know, committed elsewhere as well. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I, I, I think Oklahoma – It's been quiet for a little while. I think you're starting to start seeing some momentum building. I'm expecting some new 2020 offers to go out here over the next week or so. So they'll start to be more and more to talk about in recruiting.
3: How hard is it going to be to get uh, Chris Steele back on campus since he already already used that official visit for the spring game?
0: We talked about it back in the spring. That was the risk you ran because you needed to close him or more or less close him then because the odds you were going to get another shot were small. Now, I know there has been a little conversation about maybe that could happen. And, you know, he took an unofficial to Florida. I mean, he, so it's not like he just can't do it. But, I mean, there's going to have to be real motivation. It's it, it, I guess if he shows up in Norman, you know this is real. Like, you know this is not just a token visit. It's not just BS. If he's going to do this, then, you know, there is some reason to think that maybe Oklahoma could flip him away from SC.
1: My God, does this mean that OU fans have to root for Texas to beat USC now?
3: That was the discussion on the board the last mm-hmm. last couple of days.
2: I don't think they. Yeah. Need a, I don't think they have to root for anything. I mean, I think that's. I think just both teams to are just going to suck. I think that's uh, just, no. I think Texas is going to kick the shit out of USC.
0: Honestly, the way it's gone, OU's had more battles with SC over the last two or three years than they have Texas. Weirdly enough, because yes. just the way they've hit California and Arizona and some of those places, it just it hasn't been the same thing. Um but you know texas obviously the more they grow the tougher they are to recruit against and right now they're kind of down so i guess i guess you rec- you know you root for sc just to keep texas where they are cuz i don't think sc's going to go to the stratosphere anytime soon they they're pretty shaky
1: i saw Bryce Young had some ridiculous stats in like a national game or something the other day
0: that, i mean it's it's one of those things you play at boss i mean i know the ukulele kid had like seven like six touchdowns in the first quarter or something the other night like no it was like five he had five touchdowns in the first i mean bosco and modern day are just so ridiculous i mean they each of those rosters probably have got 25 guys that will eventually sign you know division one and almost all of those will be major power five schools it's just it's crazy the the talent that's accumulated at those two places
3: Um, josh you're gonna get a chance to see peyton powell this weekend
0: Yes, I'm going to go see on Thursday, uh, you know, we're recording on Wednesday, so tomorrow night I'll go see David Ugweegbu, uh, the kind of edge uh, guy from KD7 Lakes, that I, that I keep hearing Oklahoma's getting more and more serious about finding a way to get him as part of the class. When he first kind of emerged for Oklahoma fans, it wasn't really clear whether OU was going to push the pedal real hard for him, but I think... At this point, he's an absolute take for Oklahoma. Uh, and then on Friday, going to see Peyton Powell from Odessa Permian. Really, it, it's the one game I had a chance to go see him where I don't have to drive 12 hours across the state of Texas to go do it. So he's going to be playing South Lake Carroll, get to see 2020 offer R.J. Mickens. that I've talked about before, I think OU's just kind of weighing out where they are with Mickens right now. But Powell is absolutely, from what I have gathered, their number one target at safety. And I think they would like to get him and just be done Uh, you know really in the secondary excluding if if Dax Hill did you know start to reopen contact or if Chris Steele wanted to get on board I mean Oklahoma would take a guy but it's got to be a really really elite talent for them to open things up if they got Peyton Powell I think that would pretty much be it in the secondary
1: all right uh, Bob a lot of activity going on in basketball right now Uh, what's the latest there
3: had a couple official visits last weekend with Jalen Graham, Davion Harmon was back for the third straight weekend, and they had a <laughs> 2020 unofficial from Eddie Lampkin. Devontae's brother wow. seems almost like a lock for OU. Wow, at this point. So that I remember him tweeting about his brother every once in a while. So that that tells you no ill will toward Lampkin for OU or OU toward the Lampkin family, because it seems like he's yeah, being. Long
1: Krueger's. Thank you for not going psycho on him.
3: <laughs> And then uh, this week despite the fact that OU football is on the road, basketball bringing in three uh, three more names, Tyson ATN, Khalid uh, Thomas, and Terry Armstrong. And I would wager to say next time we record this next Wednesday, students will have at least one more commit, maybe two. It is about time for those dominoes start falling a lot of in-home visits. Over the weekend and throughout this week and Lon Kruger, Chris Crutchfield, Carlin Hartman, they are ready to make their move.
1: They better damn well recruit with those facilities. That yeah. Blake Griffin thing is ridiculous. Jordan Brand. It is still. I, I just have a hard time getting used to seeing a, a basketball player on the football uniforms. <laughs> I mean, I know what it is. I'm not mad at it. It's just it's the University of Oklahoma.
2: Are you supposed and to they've look up at the basketball sky and, player. when you're doing
1: this and yell just raise a fist.
2: And yeah. Rah, 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 rah. I think
1: it looks pretty good. It does, but it's just it's like the you know the whole CD Lamb thing they're trying to turn that into the Jumpman logo.
2: Oh yeah. Like
1: it's cuz you want to see of the a OED football
2: play. was pretty awesome. They did a yeah, really they did good, good job. A great with they
3: If you capture that photo, I mean that's something you can keep with you for a long time. Can you in this day and age? Everybody, <laughs> everybody just just steals, steals it. Hell yeah! You know <laughs> oh, yeah who, but who you have it. the original.
1: It's not like that Stoops photo of him jumping over the line when Billy Sims was playing and Iowa came here. Like that thing was under lock. Oh and key. yeah. You couldn't just color steal correcting
2: that. a bunch of video and throwing it up on Twitter or something.
1: <laughs> These <laughs> shots today. Just facts. Uh, hold on. We got to mark stuff. Okay, um, Iowa State coming up this weekend. We are heading up there Friday evening. Hopefully, pray to God we make it.
3: Long layover, St. Saint, Saint Louis. Yeah,
1: thanks, Southwest.
3: Uh, How long? Like three, three three and a half hours or so. Ooh,
1: I'm gonna get drunk. Layovers go pretty quick, especially long ones. Iowa State's kind of
2: antisocial. They just, our credentials just say Sooner Scoop on them. It's like, I, I've said it before. It's like going to a glorified high school stadium. I like Jack Tri Stadium. No, I think it's a great stadium. It's just like, their as, far as, like as far as like as as far getting, oh, I know they're nuts. They've sent us emails before. <laughs> I, I wanted to try and find that. I couldn't ever find the email, though. In my, my... I. It's been so long ago. What no, year was like that? Going. That's what I was trying to figure out. Well, you look for it. I, if you're looking for it, I'll tell the story, but... This lady sent Carrie and Josh an email. Found
1: out that we were your bosses. Yeah, they
2: found out that uh, they were my bosses and sent an email saying that I ruined her game day experience for blocking the view of the Palm Squad. Which my reply was, listen here, bitch. No, we wouldn't <laughs> let him reply. I just weren't, couldn't we weren't going to let you make it worse. I couldn't remember what it was under. It was a good time, though. So. I'll find it. If I if I find it, I'll I'll put it on the board.
1: I'm pretty sure you sent it to my the account that I'm looking in right now.
2: You you remember the year? That's what I'm trying to remember. I think it was. Well, it would have had to have been an even year, right? Yes. I think it would have been probably 2012 or 2014. 2012 sounds right, though. Who knows? If you guys can find something to talk about, I bet I can find it. All right. I'll, I'll fill. So, yesterday I was thinking. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> that's a bad kidding. idea. I'm just kidding. Hey, Josh, are you still with us? <laughs> Mr. McQuestion, are you still with us? Why can't you say his name right? He's not even there. He's not even listening. Wanted to we ask just him. checked
1: out. Once he got the recruiting segment, he was like, Finally.
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask him about Trajan Bridges' game the other weekend, but maybe not. Maybe not. I found
1: an email about the Rivals Radio Campus Report.
2: Wow, that's that's way back. That's way back in the folder. I think it was me telling Bob, someone... I, we can fill this Eddie time, though, with actual you. information. Uh, it was something that we talked about this morning, just as far as the chemistry deal on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think those were shots at Stephen Parker and Jordan Thomas maybe not Stephen Parker but definite shot at Jordan Thomas I thought
3: yeah for sure you know I'm, Jordan Thomas and Parker came in together so you almost wonder if they just kind of had the same mentality the entire way like even though Stephen didn't seem like a knucklehead the entire time you don't know how much work he really put in compared to what Jordan Thomas was was giving out and how much different these guys' mindsets are because of what they saw before them the last couple of years. They realize that doesn't work. We don't watch enough film. Why the heck do we not do that? We don't communicate as well as we need to. Why are we not doing that? And it just seems like the younger guys are taking real ownership. It's like, wait a minute. We are the guys that can change this, so let's start doing that now.
2: Yeah, and I I think that that can only mean good things for the defense moving forward just as far as – seems like they have some guys that maybe get it a little bit more than the last few seasons if if that's the nicest way to put it i i just think that uh it does feel like there's a different vibe and that's something that we you know kind of hit on at the beginning of this podcast was the fact that uh you know there's there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic at the same time realizing that the offenses that they played probably aren't you know I, worth a damn, I think would probably be the best way to put it.
3: Well, that's going to be the issue. I mean, Kenneth Murray, Justin Broyles, Kurt Bolton, they're all saying the right things exactly the way you want them to be said. But what's going to happen when adversity hits them? How, yeah. how are they going to bounce back? Do they start pointing fingers and saying, well, this guy's not doing his job. I'm doing just fine. It's that guy that can't get it all together. Or do they come together found it. as a group and figure it out? I
2: found it. What year what year was it? Twenty
3: fourteen. That's a blowout year too. <sighs> this is so great. Hold on. I Victoria I find
2: it. I gotta see if I can find it. Victoria Does from Minneapolis, works? Minnesota. What was the name
1: of the email?
2: Sooner Scoop Photographers.
1: What was the date exactly?
2: November second, twenty fourteen.
1: Eleven two
2: can I put this on uh, social media? No. <laughs> Can I put it on the board?
1: Uh, no. I, oh. I don't want it. This. this is... Uh, no. Victoria's no.
2: probably dead.
1: No. Let's be honest. No. She's
2: probably dead.
1: It's not happening.
2: My name is Victoria. I'm a proud Iowa State alum Will and Cyclone supporter. Will you board supporter. it to me real quick? <laughs> I have attended ISU football games for almost 30 years now and have had the privilege of watching Oklahoma Sooners play on several occasions. They're a talented group of men with a legacy to be respected. I wish I could say the same about the scoops reporters that covered the game. Our seats are in section four. We have fun watching the teams working in the end zone as well as watching the ISU spirit squads work all the games Long to spur on the cyclone team and fans with their energy and support. God, I love this so much. Yesterday at the end of the opening ceremony, the end zone was lined with photographers, as is the case every week. Once the spirit squads come, they, including the Fox and ESPN TV crews, move to the the corners and the sidelines. All except the two reporters from your agency. The girls were forced to alter their formations. And or limit their dance routines because of your reporters. That was disheartening enough.
1: You're reading this like your butters from South. Park. But the utter dis- But the yeah. utter
2: disrespect for the girls was disgusting. During most of the second half, the photographer and the photos below stood in. Oh yeah, they st- She sent pictures below. Stood in front of our pic- our spirit squad, texting. He wasn't even holding his camera. Had it opened once or twice. Maybe I would not have noticed, but when I hear the people in the stands around me commenting on it, it is so blatantly obvious and rude. Does your photographer realize that these spirit squad dancers provide or practice 10 to 14 hours per week? They perfect over 35 sideline routines, in addition to their pregame quarter, halftime and competition routines. They appear at football and basketball games, pep fests and dance competitions, and even events across the state and country. Their season runs year-round. When they are not practicing or performing at games or hooking up with all the players, Stop it. It they are running that. clinics, <laughs> attending camps, and shopping for dildos, all developing right. future Spirit Squad dancers. All of this is in addition to their classes and homework. While they are not the football team, they are an important part of the football experience for us fans. To see them disrespected the way that your photographer did was frustrating and frankly sad. At the end of the game, I had to go down and find out who these men were. The photographer in the gray sweatshirt proudly told me he worked for you at (laughs) Soonerscoop.com.
1: Proudly told me.
2: He even spelled it for me. So I guess he does possess some courtesy. I sincerely hope you will speak to your photographers about She's courtesy, British as this respect, along. and common sense while having the privilege of being on the collegiate sidelines. They put a stain on the sleeve of the outstanding Oklahoma Sooners and your website. See photos and video below.
1: Oh, it's been stained for a while, lady.
2: Sincerely, Victoria, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota, Iowa State alumni and fans.
1: Somebody's mom. I think I actually had to write her back and just let her know that what you told me. There, I mean, they have. It's fine now, isn't it? now that they built that new facility?
2: Yeah, it's all. It, it, it's still a That's tight sidelines, but it's not. It's not like it used to be. Those
1: and those girls, I think, are over there. They're like on that concrete, aren't they? Because like, the stands are so much further back?
2: Yes. I believe so. Iowa State's just kind of... It's a, it's a weird sideline. All right, well. I picture. guess Josh had to go to swim class or something. So. I guess it's over.
3: That's a perfect way to end. When it's over.
2: Is it really over?
1: Will Eddie get hate mail from we
2: don't hear you, Josh, in Minnesota? He says he's here, but he's not here. If you're here, then where <laughs> are you?
1: That really is. It's not. That is a South Park voice. It's not Cartman. It's
2: like uh, one of the townspeople. Yes. yes. I did some voiceover. It's like a city council. I did some voiceover work for South Park in the mid 2000s. <laughs> I don't have it on my resume. You should get that on there. All right. Uh, it has to be the easiest money somebody could make.
1: Any final thoughts from any of you jackals?
2: I don't think so. I just
1: just scream into the void.
2: He's not here. Uh, I, I think that it, you know, you wanna you wanna see how this team performs on the road, obviously. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, his first road start in an Oklahoma uniform, technically. Uh you want to see if the defense can continue doing what they've done, but Uh, There's a lot of positives on that side of the ball. And I I think that it's I want to say it's different than in years past, just because of the way that they play to the eye. when you watch it, it is different. It looks different. Uh, The way that, you know, it looks like they're more violent. It looks like they're faster, obviously. Yeah, but there's still a lot to prove. If you're hopeful that Austin Kendall will be back, I think you have reason to be hopeful. I think I think that it, there's a chance that he could be available on Saturday and still not play, if that makes sense. Like if they get a big lead, why right. not just toss Tanner Mordecai or whoever's exactly. out there?
1: Yep. But yeah, I think the biggest question is what happens to that running back rotation? Yeah. And if it doesn't work or Trey Sermon just looks like a guy that comes is best coming in from the bullpen. It'll be interesting to see kind of what they do. And I would say that, you know. Wouldn't be surprised if Kennedy Brooks gets some looks here or there either.
2: It's the same situation that they've been at in every other position. When you have a lot of depth, you you don't worry about it. But all of a sudden, if they were to have another injury, you're in a bad spot. You're in a really bad spot.
1: Yeah, it's not Especially
2: if it's Trey Sermon. So they need everybody to stay healthy and.
1: Trey Sermon is the one guy they have That actually makes them legitimate I mean Size, strength, mm-hmm. speed I mean that 17 yard touchdown run He had against FAU was impressive It was a great
2: run But it, it, it seemed like he, he Made the decision to get north-south quicker And I think that's what Got him in trouble last week against UCLA He danced a little too much in the hole and If you can just uh, get north-south He's going to be fine He's big enough that he can break any tackle I think he led the country in broken tackles last year.
1: I also think it'll be interesting, like you said, uh, between Marquise Brown, CeeDee Lamb, see which one kind of takes over this game. Are they both uh, able to do some things? How does Iowa State kind of approach that? Um,
3: And if they do, does Grant Grant Calcaterra show up? Yeah,
1: I mean, like, he's got to at some point get involved. And it's not because, uh, you know, Grant Calcaterra is not getting the ball because... Kyler Murray's not throwing the ball over the middle of the field. He's actually impressed me with his ability to make throws over the middle of the field. I mean, the touchdown to Lee Morris, that was right down the middle of the field. So he can he's not having any issues completing passes down the seam to Grant Calcaterra if he wants to.
2: I think it'll come. It's kind of like the C.D. Lamb thing a week ago. Eventually it's going to come. They're going to have to go use different... Uh I stopped uh, on
1: AD Miller so much and get it to Calcutta. In a
2: way, it seems like they've been pretty vanilla through two games as well. They haven't really done a whole lot of and been tested a whole lot. Yeah, so I it, it'll come. Everybody wants to see it the first and week, Iowa and then State, if they used it the first week, they'd say, Well, why'd they use it against them?
1: Iowa State will play the umbrella. If I have to if I have to listen to any more umbrella questions, I might snap.
2: Yeah. You would have thought that they would have been able to run the ball better.
1: They ran that damn umbrella defense against everybody that year, and no one else was like... It wasn't the magical defense. Like They ran that crap against OSU, too, and they shredded them.
2: Yeah. It'll OU just
1: had a bad day that day.
2: It was a very bad day, and like we said at the beginning of the podcast, if OU scores to go up 31-17, they don't lose that game. I mean,
1: By the way, uh, did you notice like when OU released their video... Uh, like they're they're number eight in the series or whatever. They had the post game, and Lincoln Riley was talking about it's a big game this week. It's a chance for us to go out and. You know, I, I don't know exactly the words, but he basically said like right the wrong from last year or whatever. When the whole time in the media has been like, oh, if we if we need that for motivation, we're a bunch of idiots.
3: What? Yeah. Did you see that? Well, I, I understand I must what, have missed it. I understand what you're... I haven't watched that <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, video. He just goes, what? Like, I, crazy. I haven't watched that video, but yeah, when he talked post-game Saturday, he was saying that can't be your only motivation. Yeah. Well, but you're in real room, trouble.
1: In the locker room, he was like, "Oh, big game this week. You know, coming up, got a chance to go right or wrong from last year. I didn't
2: know that OU was going to blast. put it out on blast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when you're doing that much video... You're bound to contradict yourself at some point. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't
3: care. Remember, they lost Adams, Lamb, Stephen Parker all in the first half
1: of that game. I forgot they lost Stephen Parker.
2: Yeah. And watching film anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: All right. uh, That's going to do it. Thanks to Josh, who is still on the line, but is still screaming in in the void. Bob, uh, you have one. La- you want to take one last shot at Josh before you get out of here?
3: Not this week. I'll save it for later.
1: Uh, he well, he's wearing a Cubs hat, so you know he's kind of arrogant right now. Uh, Eddie, thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Josh. Even though you can't <coughs> say anything to us,
2: I'll pass along. Uh, I'll pass along Josh's DM. F- you, Bob, was the.
1: Uh, <laughs> he did say that.
2: <laughs> was the direct quote. That's what we mention,
1: do. Here. We got out of this pod without mentioning Jason Kersey this week for some reason.
2: Well, you just did. I guess he got his way.
1: Mentioned. I mean, we heard Eric Bailey. Go read uh, Jason Kersey's uh, Netflix and Chill article with CD Lamb. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll see you guys back here next week for the unofficial forty. But don't forget the uh, Eskridge Lexus uh, post game show from. Ames, Iowa. We're going to bust our asses and give you a podcast while we're on the road this year uh, thanks to Eskridge Lexus, our official travel partner. So go to iTunes, Google Play Store, uh, wherever you need to go. Stitcher, uh, and subscribe to that podcast, the Oklahoma Sooners post game from Soonerscoop.com. Uh, you'll see it in all of those stores. Just Oklahoma Sooners post game from Soonerscoop.com. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you back here same time next week. On the unofficial 40.
0: Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.